Welcome to Know Them, Be Them, Raise Them, a show about raising tween and teen girls to help mindful, growth-oriented, and busy moms stay informed and inspired so they can show up for themselves and their daughters the way they want to. I'm your host, Carmelita Tu. Join me each week as I talk to experts, moms who've been there, and read a curated selection of articles, with the author's permission, of course. Last week in Episode 9, we met Charles C. Childers, a self-worth and confidence coach who teaches ambitious women how to cultivate inner peace and live a life free from self-doubt. In case you missed that episode, Charlsey shared her insights into what contributes to low self-worth for women and girls and how moms can show up to help create an environment that allows their daughters to show up authentically and confidently. In this episode, Charlsey shares more actionable tips to bolster self-esteem, navigate social media, and set our daughters up for the ups and downs of life. Here's that conversation. So a few quick things that we can start doing today, just being more mindful and intentional of. The first solution is to, as many times as you can throughout the day, get in the habit of asking yourself, what am I thinking and how am I feeling in this moment? And uh, when I first started doing this, I would set timers on my phone, you know, different things like that to get myself, you know, in this habit. And just by asking ourselves this simple question, it expands our awareness to what's going on inside. And it also allows us to utilize our power of knowing that we do have control of what's going on Mm. within us. So, you know, just by asking yourself, what am I thinking and how am I feeling? You can, it'll tell you, you'll start to see patterns in your thoughts and, and in your feelings. And, and then that's when you recognize your power of like, okay, I realize that I keep thinking this thought about myself that I don't have what it takes or that I can't do this mm, or that mm-hmm. I have excuses. I don't have enough time. You know, if you're, if I'm thinking about this over and over and over again, then that allows me to see my power of, I got to do something about this. And I right. do something about it. Sure. Okay. So that's the first one. The second one is to start smiling at ourselves in the mirror. Mm. Whether we're working out, getting dressed, smile at ourselves, you know, so much, Mm. so often we have that, you know, just resting, you know, um, I'm not going to call it an RBF face because I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) It's this resting, like as moms, you know, I got to do this, 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 I got to leave at this time. I need to rush out the door. What about this? What about that? You know, it's just like all of these thoughts. And so when we take (laughs) the time to just smile at ourselves that I won't get into the, what it does to us biologically, but Yes, smiling can make such a big difference for us. That's such a easy and profound tip because I I feel, I feel like I've read that research somewhere too that even if we're not aware of it, there is some physiological response when you smile. Yeah. Uh, so I I had not thought of that, and I love that idea. Yes, and just that simple thing it helps us cultivate that self love and confidence that we need. And then the last simple practical tip that we can do is start doing something every day that brings you joy. 
But as moms, we, we do so much. We have so much responsibility. We wear so many hats that we often forget what brings me joy. You know, or we just assume that the things we are doing bring us joy. Yes. <laughs> I promise you that going to the grocery store does not bring you joy. <laughs> that is so true. I just want to add that it, you can default into thinking that the checking off your checklist is what brings you joy. Cause I definitely was in that space. And I, I just love that, um, you know, you're encouraging that small, those small steps and thinking about what truly brings you joy, giving yourself the space to find, you know, is it sketching for five minutes or just doodling? Or uh, I spoke with a mom that mentioned she lights a candle before anyone else gets up and just kind of sits and, but somehow the scent of the candle for three minutes before her kids get up, helps her feel like, like she, you know, she's given herself that time for herself. And it never occurred to me, it could be something so small that brings you joy, but I love that you're encouraging that and totally validating this idea that it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be something you think, or that society recognizes as joyful, but figure out like something that brings you joy and, and go for it, even in small doses. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that candle example of what she does. And it could be, you know, when we, if we start our day. Or even if we're on our lunch break and, um, or even, you know, I don't know, before our kids get out of school, just asking ourselves, what can I do for the, in the remainder of my day? What can, what is one small thing I can do that brings me joy? Mm -hmm. You know, it could be, um, you know, taking a right turn and let, instead of a left turn, just because that turning right, you know, has a prettier scenery, you know, um, you know, just doing something so small, it reminds us that we are important, that mm. we are valuable, we matter. And in fact, we matter more than the to do list, we matter more than the check marks, we matter, you know, more, uh, more than just putting food on the table or, or, you know, going to the grocery store, that there are other things that mm. for why we matter. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I, um, I'm reminded to the, that book atomic habits. I don't know if you've heard of it, but yeah, James clear and how, how by even just showing up in this way for, for one minute, that's enough. Cause I think we sometimes put these pressures on ourselves to do like, it has to look big. And it's those small thing, you know, 80% of our thoughts are negative. 95% of our thoughts are mm. repeats from the day before. So if we have one positive thought, then there's a 95% chance we're going to think that same positive thought. So if we start inserting the thought of, you know, oh, I love this. This is so beautiful. I'm so glad that I took this five minutes of my day. You know, um, the visual that comes to me, if you put a pink sprinkle in a container of black sprinkles you know if you add one pink sprinkle a day well sh before you know it it's going <laughs> to turn into a bottle of pink sprinkles yeah. and not black sprinkles right, you know what I, mean? right, right. I never would have thought of that but now I've got pink and black sprinkles in my mind <laughs> so I, I kind of I, I think this 
relates to a little bit of a, a, a shift in question for you, but I, I, with everything that's going on in what we're hearing about Facebook, you know, hitting the brakes on Instagram for kids, I'm curious how you feel social media impacts women, moms, girls, you know, does it help or hurt when, if we're trying to overcome these negative thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so thankful you asked this question because I know with the with the research, you know, that came out about social media and, you know, just hearing from clients and and other people who have, you know, struggled with social media. And I have at one point too, it's hard. It can be really hard to it's almost social media is almost the, you know, it's the norm now. And mm-hmm. so we almost feel like we need to be on social media in order to keep up with Joneses. You know what I mean? But if we're getting on social media and it constant, we constantly have, you know, thoughts of comparison or, you know, she's so much prettier, you know, that's really hard. That's yeah. really hard. And just my personal thoughts and opinion on that is I believe it depends where you're starting from when it comes to social media. So it depends where you're starting from. And I'm going to use another visual of the story of the three little pigs. Okay. So two of the pigs, you know, their houses were built on straw and sticks. And then the other pig built its house on with bricks. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if our internal house is built on straw and sticks, you know, which could look like negative thoughts, you know, beating ourselves up, you know, our pain, our insecurities, all of the things, you know, being critical and judgmental of ourselves, then whether it's social media or any other external thing, it's, going to or even a person it's going to be more likely to blow our house down like the big yes <laughs> right it's context you you have to consider the context yes absolutely absolutely whereas if we already have this brick foundation within us you know for example you know five years ago when I got on Facebook and I was unhappy and I was you know, feeling this heaviness to life. When I saw somebody who looked happy, I was envious of her. I was jealous. I wondered why I couldn't have that too. I wondered what I was doing wrong. You know, I had all of these thoughts, you know, and now that I've done, you know, my own healing, which always, always a journey, there's always more to be uncovered. But now I do have a stronger foundation. So it's not those you know, same, same thoughts. I like the thought of, you can't just say social media is bad. It's more that depending on the person, it may affect them differently, uh, which kind of underscores, I think what you were saying about negative, being aware of negative thoughts. We're not the only ones as moms that have them. It's also our daughters. So we have to feed them with positivity, um, encourage them, build their self-esteem so that when, if they stumble, once they're using social media into messaging and things that do make them feel less than, or, you know, negative or envious that they have a strong foundation to lean back against and, and, and it won't impact them as much like, like the bad wolf. (laughs) I'm sort of putting together these things and it, and it makes sense to me. Um, I I did read an article not too long ago. I think it was 
Cool Moms in Tech, which is a newsletter I subscribe to. But nonetheless, she was talking about how we have to also empower our daughters to follow or not follow people that make them feel good or less good about themselves. So fostering this awareness of how does this make me feel? Um, and, and this goes back to your point too, of, um, taking a step back and saying, how am I feeling? How is this making me feel? What am I doing? And how is this making me feel that if we empower them and we encourage them to really think that through as they're experiencing it, then, then hopefully again, it, it, social media doesn't become this big, bad wolf that can knock them over. It's just what's there. And they are, they are cognizant about what, what they're letting into their minds. Yes, yes. Gosh, this conversation. (laughs) I am just so thankful for this divine connection because you are so spot on. You know, social media probably isn't going away. If anything, there's going to be more platforms created. So how can we build our house to where it can withstand hurricane sized, you know, big bad wolf winds, you know what I mean? Like, how can we, how can we get to that point? That's where we want to be. Yes, you're right. Cause you're like, you said, Facebook is not going away. Instagram, TikTok, they are, they're going to be here in 10, 15, 20 years or some other iteration. Like there's going to be the new Snapchat, or maybe there's going to be some holographic platform in 20 years that we don't know about. So if, if it's inevitable that it's there, how do we just make it so that you're better equipped? And I love what you brought up about, you know, teaching and equipping our daughters to follow and unfollow people based on how they make them feel. And it reminds me of this analogy I heard recently, let's say, you know, our daughter is driving for the first time and she's in New York City. Would we give her the keys and tell her to have fun and drive off? Mm. No, Mm -hmm. no, we would teach her beforehand. This is how you turn on the car. This is how you, you know, turn the steering wheel and, you know, all of the beautiful components about driving. The same thing is true with social media, you know, teaching her healthy ways. Okay. If you're going to be on social media, you know, what about a healthy duration of time, you know, setting parameters around, okay, this is the, this is the amount of time. And this is how, you know, when there's too much time on social media. And then I also think, with social media, the scroll, the scroll, the scroll. It's so common, the scroll, the scroll, the scroll. But what if instead we use social media for connection and a purpose? Mm. You know, what if, you know, uh, okay, there are a lot of moms and their daughters who do dances. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe you guys like to paint together. You know, maybe your daughter is interested in playing the piano. What if she used her social media account to teach other girls mm. how to play the piano? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Giving a giving this platform a purpose and and allowing her, really empowering her to bring her strengths and her God-given, you know, talents to to this yes. space. Yeah. Yeah. Um So I think that's great advice. One thing I have noticed with my girls, I don't know if everybody would fall into this trap, but, uh, it does then become 
caught up a little bit into the likes cycle. So they, they've become adept at the, these new technologies of editing videos. Then they put it out there and, and then it's, oh, how many likes are there? And I've had to have conversations with them about, you know, try not to think about the likes because there are algorithms out there and uh, that determine what gets seen. And so it has nothing to do with the quality of, of what you're doing. Just find excitement and joy in the act of creation and then let it go. And I know it's really hard sometimes for them, especially if they've invested a lot of time, but yeah. And just kind of adding on that, you know, and what a huge, I wish I had learned that lesson, you know, when I was 10, first of all, no, we don't want our daughters looking at the likes, you know what I mean? At the same time, we can sit with them and those feelings of, Mm -hmm. Hey, I've had those same feelings too. I even have those feelings sometimes. This is what I'm learning that maybe could help you. It's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of helping me. We can kind of figure this out, you know, together. You know, but just having those conversations of, you know, the doing things for the joy of it and what it, you know, brings you and giving to others and serving to others as opposed to what you're getting. Ugh. what a great that's a huge lesson so no like I mean our daughters are are young and to be doing this at the same time I'm just hopeful that you know by having these conversations early yeah as opposed to when I'm 30 and I'm already you know in my career and I feel like I've been looking to the external my whole life you know what I mean that's a really hard spiral to unwrap. Yes. Right. When you've been doing it for decades. Yeah. (laughs) So, so sitting with daughters as they, you know, and like you said, being vulnerable, relating to them, empathizing, I think that's a great tip. Are there other tools or tips that as moms, we can uh, try to use with our tweens and teens to help build a healthy sense of self-worth and confidence? Absolutely. So the way I think of it is in two aspects or two components. So the first one would be going back to that brick foundation. You know, how do we build that brick foundation, which I'll give, you know, practical tips and examples of. And then the second thing are the tools. What tools can we teach our daughters to have in their toolbox to win they do notice someone they're following who, you know, is making them feel bad or when they do, you know, encounter these negative external things, what can they do? So going back to the brick foundation, the first one is do whatever we can to to where our home is that loving, supportive, you know, place full of guidance and is really that safe place. You know, what can we do to where our literal home is that brick foundation. It's that place that they can go to, to return to love because we all instinctively want to be loved, you know, believing in them and reminding them that I believe in you. You have Mm. so much, you know, greatness inside of you, you know, sitting with them, the hard feelings, Mm. something that came, a quote that came to me a couple of days ago, the greatest gift that we can give ourselves is the freedom to be ourselves. Mm. And the greatest gift anyone else can ever give us is allowing us the freedom to be ourselves. Mm. 
And so just allowing our home to be that brick foundation, that external brick foundation where they are loved, they are supported, they are believed in. Yeah. You know what I mean? No uh-huh. matter what, I was not, um, I went through my rebellious years as a teenager, you know, <laughs> I made a lot of, <laughs> a lot of decisions that I wish I had not made. However, I always knew that my mom was going to be there. I uh-huh. always knew that I could go home and feel accepted. And I remember specifically a time when I was in an environment I knew I should not have been in. And as soon as I got out and I was able to get home to my mom, I just, you know, sighed internally. I did, uh. Of course, I didn't tell her what was going on. <laughs> but I, I still don't know if I've ever told her. But internally, just knowing if I can just get home. Yeah. If I can just get to my brick foundation, then then I will know I'll be okay. Oh my so, gosh, that's making me I'm tear up. Start yeah, I, I am. I'm thinking, gosh, I, I can feel that sense. I've been there. And I also hope that I am that for my daughters. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm sniffling right now. I'm so- <laughs> All right. And then the second thing that I talked about, you know, equipping her daughters with tools in their toolbox, you know, things such as affirmations, Mm. journaling. Uh, One of my favorite things that I've taught my kids is to really, you know, let out their hard emotions and their anger. So we love screaming into the pillow. We Mm. love, you know, running around our yard and getting out our energy. You know what I mean? Just, just, allowing ourselves to fully cycle through, let it out. Don't hold it. That's in. so good. Uh-huh. And then also teaching them and modeling to them grace and forgiveness is so, so important. Mm. It's, it's funny. I, I, that last point, I, I think I can kind of easily be swept under the rug because it's less about what are you giving your kids? What are you like introducing them to or pushing on them or saying to them. And it's more about how you show up and uh, yeah. You're so right. And it, even if it's days or weeks, you know, going back to our kids and saying the way I spoke to you, or do you remember last week when I was frustrated and angry and I yelled at you and I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's not okay for me to talk to you that way. Mm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Will you forgive me? And then, you know, inserting the grace of forgiveness. We don't always yeah. have to do it like right in that moment. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I definitely, I've felt pressured like, or I think that maybe you sort of hope that, oh, maybe they forgot, or maybe it's not such a big deal because we're all just functioning as if it didn't happen. But that's kind of how I grew up. There are times when, you know, argument or negative incident, and then it just wasn't addressed. And, and so you kind of moved on like, okay, I guess it wasn't a big deal, or I guess we just move on. But so I, I love that you're encouraging, even after the fact, yeah. go back, close that loop. And it's fine that it's not in the moment. Yes. It might be that the, in the moment that you're thinking about comes from that belief of, or that perfection from the, ah. I need to show up right. I need to do this the right way. Yeah. And if we try to go about it in a healthier way, yes, that's what yeah. matters. That's yeah. what matters. We can't control what story they internalize, but we can just 
trying to do yeah. our best. I'm really I'm sitting with this idea that showing up however you are at whatever point in time, but addressing it is key, that forgiveness and, and that grace and showing it, showing up when and how you are able is enough. Yeah. Oh, that. this is so good. I love that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I hope you found as much goodness in this chat as I did. Here are the key takeaways. Three ways to start bolstering your self-worth right away. Number one, ask, what am I thinking? Being mindful of your thoughts and feelings is the first step to navigating them. Number two, start smiling at yourself in the mirror. You'll be amazed at the physiological impact it has. Number three, start doing something every day that brings you joy, even if it's something small. When it comes to social media and our daughters, remember that where they're starting from matters. Give your daughter a strong foundation of self-worth, encouragement, and positivity at home. Teach your daughter how to understand social media and its pitfalls, and to follow and unfollow based on how things make them feel. And three final tips for helping our daughters build their self-worth and confidence. Number one, make your home a place of guidance and safety where they can return to unconditional love. Number two, give your daughters a toolbox of skills, such as meditation, journaling, exercising for stress relief, things that help them manage their emotions on their own. And three, model and teach grace and forgiveness. This includes owning up to your actions and apologizing for them. To learn more about Charlesy, you can visit her website, charlesychilders.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-S-E-Y-C-H-I-L-D-E-R-S.com. Or follow her at charlesy underscore childers on Instagram. Those links are in the show notes as well. I want to applaud you and say how much I appreciate you for taking the time to listen and showing up as a dedicated and mindful mom. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying it, please tell a friend and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. You can also follow at NoBeRaiseThem on Instagram for inspirational quotes, advice, and more. Again, thank you. And here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them.